This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. The University of Missouri wants to understand ancient Native American culture through drone technology. Jeff Ferguson from the Anthropology Department at MU is with Anthony Morbeth. Explain this to me. You're, you're studying Pueblos in New Mexico. How are you doing that, and, and what are you trying to discover? That's a good question, Anthony. Um, much of what archaeology does is using modern technology to understand the past. That in itself is not a totally unique approach. Um, what we're trying to do is employ some very new techniques, um, primarily in terms of site discovery. So we have some other techniques that I can talk about that we use to study the individual artifacts and, and get more information that way. Um, what, we're, what we're doing now is employing uh, drone-based LIDAR. So this is a technique that is used uh, has been in use for decades to some degree, but it essentially it's it's shooting laser pulses, um, typically from an airplane, that then are able to map the ground surface. And the real advantage to lidar is that we can sometimes see through the vegetation. So in places where where you can get a clean ground surface um, through even vegetative cover. So in places like the jungle, it's really an advantageous where you would have no idea there's even a pyramid there. All of a sudden, you can strip away the vegetation and see the archaeological features. It has the problem with that plane based LIDAR is it typically is at a lower resolution. So we don't get very many, you know, points per square meter. Um, and so to see the kind of sites that we want to be able to see in the Southwest, where it's small piles of rock um, that might not be meters high, these aren't pyramids, these are relatively subtle features, the plane based LIDAR is not detailed enough. So what we're doing is actually putting a LIDAR unit which is this laser laser shooting unit um, on a drone and flying that at a lower altitude and getting much higher resolution. So instead of just one point per meter or per square meter, we're getting hundreds or even thousands of points per square meter. And we're able to create very detailed surface maps and try to locate sites that would otherwise not be known. So you're doing all of this in the uh, in in to try and understand a connection between migration how they interact socially, occupations, things like that? Um, we're Right now, the area that we're working in, and I've got a, a, a number of collaborators, um, both here at the University of Missouri and elsewhere, and we're working to try to, one of the first steps we need to know is for this area region we're working in, which is west central New Mexico, so about an hour, hour and a half southwest of Albuquerque, uh, if that gives you some general idea. We really don't, there has been surprisingly little previous archaeological survey there. So we just don't know where the sites are. Um, it's Forest Service land. So we're working with the Cibola National Forest. And they know where they might do an archaeological survey when they need to put a road in or when there's a targeted, you know, specific forest fire. But other than that, there's been relatively little large scale archaeological survey there. Um, so our job is to under the first, before we can even start asking questions about where they came from, where people went, who they interacted with, we need to know what the local settlement pattern is. And that's what we're trying to get at. And we've been doing it slowly by doing traditional, what's called pedestrian survey, which is where you get a, a group of archaeologists, we line up on the ground a few meters apart from each other and just walk back and forth and record everything that we see on the surface. And that's a very focused and reliable method, but it's also slow. Uh, it takes a lot of labor. And so the goal is to see if we can push the speed of understanding the settlement pattern by using this drone-based LIDAR to do things at 10 or 20 times the speed that we can do by walking the ground surface and find these sites. Then we can start to ask the kinds of questions like, 
what are the materials these people are using? Who are they trading with? How are they interacting? How are they surviving on the landscape? In in listening to what you're saying, so you, you settled on west central New Mexico and I guess also kind of like the Four Corners region because it hadn't, correct me if I'm wrong, previously been studied or looked at before. Is that is that right? Um, on a large scale, there's almost nowhere in the southwest that hasn't been studied to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Four Quarters area is known very well. We're a couple, we're quite a bit south, 100 plus miles south of the, what would be the Four Corners area. But we have what looks like a potential Four Corners migration site. That's the connection to the Four Corners areas. We have a large three to 500 room Pueblo. It's a gigantic site um, that looks like it was at least primarily a site occupied by migrants from the Mesa Verde region when that area was largely abandoned in the late 1200s. Um, there, there are some, some strong reasons to connect that back to Mesa Verde um, and some reasons to look forward. There, there are contemporary groups in the Southwest, um, different Pueblos that link themselves directly to that site uh, and their ancestry to that site. So on a small scale, it's this immediate area, this 20, 30 square mile area that has been largely, there were some previous surveys you know, over the past few decades, but very small targeted um, targeted studies where we want to understand the bigger scale interaction, how these people were interacting kind of at a local region and then into the broader Southwest, who they who they interacted with at a larger scale. Um, and this is one of those little pockets in the Southwest that just kind of hasn't been studied as intensively as most of the rest of the region. We're talking with Dr. Jeff Ferguson, Associate Professor in the Department of Anthropology at the University of Missouri on Show Me Today. We're talking about ancient Native American culture through technology, and uh, that's kind of what he's doing. So, uh, uh, Dr. Ferguson, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So with this technology, you're kind of looking at top-down, sort of like a game board. Are you able to, with this technology, this LIDAR you mentioned, distinguish between, for example, a natural rock or a type of rock versus a Pueblo or a settlement? Or are you even able to discover and or find like uh, ancient burial sites or things like that? Um, so that is that is the question. And that's that's actually what we're actively working on. Right. So we know we can find these sites when we walk over the surface. And we have plane-based LIDAR that gives us a pretty reasonably detailed map of the at a, at a large scale. We can get half of the entire state of New Mexico. I could pull up based on this plane-based LIDAR. And most of the large sites stick out on that. Right? If you've got a 20, 30-room Pueblo, um, you know, these are most of them collapsed, so they're kind of low rock walls that, and kind of form regular shapes. We can generally see those on the, the low-resolution LIDAR. The question is, one, do we get much cleaner images with the drone-based LIDAR? And then can we start to find the more subtle sites? Um, there is a limit, though. So, for example, if it was a site that was just uh, a few pottery fragments and stone tools on the surface, we would probably find that doing pedestrian survey, but we won't see that by LIDAR. There's definitely a limit. Um, it's also whether there's surface architecture. So if it is exclusively a burial site, we don't have the ability with LIDAR to see under their surface. So unless there's some surface remnants, um, there are other analytical techniques, ground penetrating radar or other things that we are actually using also that could find buried sites. Um, so one of the issues we have is the Pueblo period, so building these above ground rooms, is relatively easy to see on the surface. Prior to that, they built mostly what are called pit house structures for a while. And those are much more difficult to see. Even when you're walking on the surface, um, usually you find pottery that dates to the pit house period, and then you try to figure out where the pit houses might have been more so than you actually find the pit houses because those didn't often use stone architecture and they get 
eroded over time and filled in and flattened. So there are definitely limits to what the LIDAR could potentially reveal. Um, but the goal is to do this at such a large scale that even if we only get 90% of the sites, that gives us a sense of the settlement pattern that we wouldn't have had otherwise. What about collaboration with some of the tribes of the region um, and possibly getting their input on the matter? Yeah, that's one of the big aspects of this study is we are actually currently working with a, a group from uh, the Zuni tribe, um, which is a is right on the kind of New Mexico-Arizona border, a little north and west of where we're working, but we're still working within what the Zuni consider their ancestral lands um, and have strong ties to this region. And so for the past last year, and then I actually leave for the field again here in about two weeks uh, to go back out with the same group from Zuni. It's the Zuni Cultural Resource Advisory Team. Um, and they're sort of cultural and religious specialists and leaders within the community who come out and interact with archeologists and other groups um, and so our goal is one of the things we do is we take them, we show what we show what we found, we show them the sites. They're very interested in the information we're providing, but we want this to be a long-term collaboration, not just a one-way we give them information. That that's an, ex an exchange of information. They've been pointing out features on sites that we didn't understand, uh, which has been really helpful to us. Jeff Ferguson, associate professor in anthropology at the University of Missouri, joins us on Show Me today. And uh, final question, what does the future hold? Anything else you wanted to sort of mention as we bring this to a close? The future is really, at this point, kind of unknown. We really we don't know what the limits of this drone-based LIDAR would be, but that's, that's some great potential. Um, and we're hoping to kind of get a variety of investment in this to really expand our analytical capabilities so that we could go out and do this survey at a much larger scale. And from there, then we drill down and we start using other techniques um, that are sort of modern approaches to archaeology, where we're looking at the chemistry of the artifacts themselves to try to figure out where they came from, who people were interacting with. Um, and that's where places like the University of, uh, of Missouri Research Reactor comes into play. That's where we have a lab that specializes in these types of techniques. Um, but critical to this is keeping people like we are collaborators in geology. This has been very productive in keeping, um, we've got, uh, Francisco Gomez and his, his postdoc, uh, Sean Pollan, um, who are in the geology department, but they're the ones who really know this drone technology and keeping them involved in this project um, and trying to help us discover this information is a critical part of it. And this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.